Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. My name's Imran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Collicott. With new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month, catch Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. My name's Dan Collicott, and with me are my co-hosts, Imran Mirza and TJ Sutherland. On today's podcast, we will be talking about wrestling, why it's not considered part of geek culture, why it's a taboo subject, and why few amongst us actually admit that we are wrestling fans. Starting off with our resident expert, TJ, uh, could you give your case for why you think wrestling should be part of geek culture? Um, well, quite frankly, it screams towards the classic definition of what um, being a geek is. It's uh, a subject that kind of sits outside of the norm. I'm doing air quotes, norm. Um, It's something that people become slightly obsessed about to a certain extent. Um, It's also one of those things where, you know, people create, podcasts about it and um, get hugely into it in terms of a fan perspective. You know, they um, go to conventions about uh, wrestling. They, they'll um, they'll have collections of, I don't know, um, stuff, memorabilia about their favourite wrestler, that sort of thing. So the, the behaviours and traits that you would see in, say, a movie geek or a uh, computer games geek or I don't know any other type of regular say regular geek again air quotes that you might um, see is the same thing that you would have in wrestling so um, I, I wrestling is a bit of a weird one though because it's it, even in like the height of its popularity probably in the late 90s early 2000s when it was huge, it was still seen as a bit of a thing that you didn't really, unless you knew for a fact someone else was a wrestling fan, you didn't really talk about it too much. Or, um, you know, I, I, I'm a comic book collector and I've been collecting comics since I was 12 years old. And I have no problem talking to people about it. I mean, even prior to the MCU blowing up and everyone suddenly finding out who Captain America was. Um, I had no problem telling people I'm a comic book guy. I love comic books, I love comics, I love the characters, blah, 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 blah. But I would never or very rarely admit to being into professional wrestling or being into WWE. So, yeah, it's a bit of a, bit of a weird one. Uh, as yeah, to what... I find it really strange because it's, it's a multi-billion pound industry. Yeah, so some of them must um, like it. Yeah, and 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 yeah, it, it's one of those things that that um, as you as you said, if you walk into a, a room of people, you know, a bar or party or wherever you're at, you're socialising. It's not something that you lead with when you're talking to a stranger. <laughs> there there are so many things like oh you know what football team do you support oh you know did you see that film or that TV show or you know, yeah. there, there are so many things 
on that list that you would go to first before you'd ever think about, you know, talking about being a wrestling fan. Or even uh, as, as another example, even down to, you know, there are a million and one wrestling t-shirts in the world and there are a million and one comic book t-shirts in the world. What t-shirt would you most likely wear? One with a big Superman S on it or, I don't know, like an Iron Man branded t-shirt? Or would you wear one that has, I don't know, one of Stone Cold Steve Austin's t-shirts or The Rock's t-shirts? Which one would you wear out and about or to work or whatever, generally? Well, uh, to be honest with you... Well, you'd, I, probably, you'd probably wear the Stone Cold Steve Austin one, wouldn't you? Well, I, I would, but, <laughs> but only because um, I think uh, a lot of people at work uh, wouldn't know what that was. So they, yeah, they wouldn't that's true. get what the T-shirt is, which is ridiculous. But um, Well, I, I had a CM Punk one for a long time. Uh, that uh, just the classic CM Punk with a fist thing on the front and the uh, best in the world thing on the back. And I used to wear that T-shirt quite a lot and um, never once got asked about it, though. I think, actually, no, that's what I... Maybe once someone said, oh, that's a cool, cool T-shirt. And this is, like, way after Punk left wrestling um, yeah. and someone spotted it. But, but yeah, again, it's, it's just, like I say, it's, it's, it is one of those weird things like you say where it's a billion dollar business or, or even more so globally uh and you think that it wouldn't be seen as a weird thing to be into wrestling but i guess the whole concept of professional wrestling is a bit of a weird one anyway really so i'm kind it, of it is actually coming to iman on that subject um why do you think it is what is it about wrestling that makes it something you, people don't want to uh, admit, you know, how good it is, want to want to share how good it is with strangers. And, and Sweaty men in pants. That's it. I actually, I I think I have the answer, but ultimately I, I don't know because I, it's a question I'm, I'm mildly fascinated by it in terms of why it isn't. A part of geek culture and we you know we all have a mutual friend uh dennis jose francois now he is he's a you know what would be described as a like us we're 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 uber geeks you know we we you know whether it be comic books or um uh, superhero movies or whatever and he he's fully immersed into that um that world but he is not a pro wrestling fan he is not a pro wrestling fan and i think anytime it's been asked, like, why don't you like it? His initial reaction has always been, it's fake. You know, and I think that that from someone who absorbs as much fiction, absorbs, but someone that consumes as much fiction uh, as, as he does, it's fiction. That It's all fake. Mm. It, there are no superheroes. There are no robots. There aren't no, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, aliens coming to the world, but et cetera, et cetera. Everything that he consumes, ultimately, everything we all consume on a, on a, on an interest level is fake. So but, I always find it amazing when people respond with their initial reactions when they say it's fake. And I think ultimately that predetermined nature of, of pro wrestling is ultimately what turns people off. And I totally agree with you. I mean, that's always the elephant in the room with wrestling. But in Dennis's case, he does actually do Greco-Roman wrestling. Or he, he does, did. he does. And, and, I think, <laughs> and I think it was probably the fact that 
because there is a actual Olympic competitive version of mat wrestling out there that, yeah. you know, legitimate, that there may be in his eyes because he, he, you know, for quite a long time um, participated in that, that seeing the kind of character and story driven element of, um, you know, WWE, I mean, let's, we, we can't ignore that WWE is uh, the biggest franchise. It's kind of at the heart of what wrestling is, how it's grown, you know, how. Never how, heard of it. How... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, I think ultimately we're, we're now at a stage where people know it's fake. Um, I, I mean, at least I, I, I imagine, you know, you know, kayfabe is dead. Growing up, we 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 generally may have believed that there was some truth to it, um, as in, you know, they were genuinely were hurting each other, even if we kind of knew that um, there there was a lot of, you know, there there was a, a written story aspect, and these characters weren't real people. Um, but but I think now, you know, we we know it's not real. Um, but the, the the sheer art of wrestling is the the things those guys can do. I mean, you know, you, you look at someone who goes to see Cirque du Soleil and you marvel at people who um, do things with their bodies in, you know, do the most incredible stunts, you know, physical stunts and the things they're able to 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 put their bodies through and make you think you are seeing and i kind of see well people you know that that as as an art form you know people respect because it's the showmanship of it but i think nowadays you know we as wrestling fans we 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 know what these guys can do and how amazing it is because they're 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 selling something they're making you see something that isn't actually happening but not only that they're actually uh putting their body through torturous levels of pain it's not like um you know they, they aren't hurting one another or hurting themselves even if the main thing is to 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 clearly then they're not trying to to, to damage or, or, you know, or to put each other out of action, but the amount of risks they take and, and the, uh, the, the physicality, the, 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 the things that they, they do in the air, um, is, you know, it, it's incredible. From what you just said, everything, you know, I, I'm sure TJ and I completely agree with it. And I think that you've probably also hit on another reason why as wrestling fans, we wouldn't willingly offer the information that we're wrestling fans, because I think we're also sort of tired of defending it as well. And I think that in terms of in just the way you have it, so, you know, you we just, I'm, I get tired of having to just say, look, you don't have to like it. That's totally cool. But you're talking about people who back then would travel, say, 300 days of a year. They'd be sleeping in cars, driving from town to town. They still do a lot of that now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I meant from a WWE schedule, I don't believe they're on like 300 days anymore. Uh, uh, Like in the 90s. I think they might be. I think well, okay, well, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, But that's sort of it where it's kind of like you... You know they'll have a fifteen-minute match, but I mean the art involved in it, the skill involved in it, the, the always the potential danger in it, and I, it just it kind of bugs me um, 
have you know you don't have to like it no you know that's that's totally fine but i think when it's sort of just deemed as with when you when it's when your opinion is met with just the sheer lack of respect for what it is they do then that that i think it just kind of get that's what i specifically find frustrating and when people just say oh, it's fake or, or whatever it's like ah oh, that's um that's a narrow-minded perspective i think or, there's or also people... sorry go tj no i was just gonna say i think there's also a, part of the reasoning behind people kind of discredit discrediting it is because it going back to what you said earlier man in terms of it being fake and everyone knows it's fake it's still it, it's i think it's this weird thing in some people's minds where especially when you've got a sport like ufc which is or boxing or you know other types of martial arts, competitive martial arts where that's legit i'm trying to hurt my opponent fighting that's a that's a legit sport the intention is to beat another person there's no script it's two men's skill against each other and the winner is victorious raise their hand whatever and wrestling is almost not a mockery of that but it's it's a, it's a sham version of that and i think that's what some people can't get their heads around is that is that thing of why are you bothering to watch two people do something that's do a fight that's predetermined um and i, I think it, that's the thing that a lot of people struggle with um Mm. get like understanding like they a lot of people i think think you know what's the point in watching people fight in something that's where the decision's already been decided or you know the, that guy's a champion of what do you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. yes absolutely yeah and okay. and i think one of the one of the other problems is people People remember that that period in the kind of uh, late eighties and nineties, um, and even early noughties, and they they remember those characters. So often the response, if I ever talk about wrestling or liking wrestling, or someone says something about wrestling, is they immediately go, "Oh, you know, is uh, is 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 the Undertaker still?" Sadly, sadly, yes. Yeah, and I think that that's also one of the problems is um, there, there's there's a list of characters you know also that have gone on to star in in Hollywood um, like The Rock and John Cena and yeah I I can kind of see it from a lot of people's point of views that you know these these are are characters who um, uh, you know they're all about showmanship. Uh, you know they're they're very obviously not real, and a lot of people don't won't have seen them in matches where they put their bodies on the line and do the most ridiculous stunts. And there was obviously a lot of '90s matches where uh, the level uh, of actual skill in the ring was was negligible. It, it was probably more about the stories and the characters and the selling, and you know. Uh, if I think back on on you know kind of Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior matches, or even worse things like you know Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter, and then I and then I look at you know uh, a, a match today uh, between Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston, or you know anything on AEW or NXT, and it's it's just a completely different world back then to now. And and I appreciate why people don't 
don't realize that because you know i i had someone at work who um i kind of i think i sent them a, a wrestling gif as a response to something uh on slack and they and they immediately you know started uh sort of mocking it <laughs> and then i just i just immediately then found another gif uh i think it was um i think it was uh mick foley and undertaker and said, uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, it, it, it can be ridiculous and it can be uh, incredibly stupid and over the top, but they, they do things like this. And then showed him a gif of uh, the infamous um, Hell in the Cell uh, falling from the, the top of the cell to the ring floor. And then, and then, he's, think, and then he said, why is that man trying to kill that other man? Yeah. <laughs> and, is and, he, think, and is he in jail? Yeah, yeah, and I think that that kind of you know, um, it, it's easier to it, it's easier to counter people's uh, preconceptions on these things because you only have to uh, I don't know show uh, Neville doing the the I don't know what it is like quadruple somersault um, oh, yes. fire yeah. off the top turnbuckle and you know or or Jeff Hardy. Um, yeah, some of the moves he does, where you you literally have to land, land your your body in a certain way, a certain part of your other of your opponent's body, to a not kill them and to not damage yourself. Yeah. And yeah, you, you you look at some of the things that that that, that go on, especially in New Japan, and it, it is insane what. The, the bumps these guys take, but although let's be honest, though, none of us thought that Jeff Hardy was still going to be alive in 2019, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but you, you, you said something, Dan, though, yeah. like in terms of you harked back to like sort of 80s, uh, early 90s wrestling, and sort of used that as you know, look how things have changed. But I mean, to, to look at it back then, if you were to take someone like Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior. I mean, I suppose this comes down to an age thing, but they're absolutely hit superheroes. Do you know what I mean? Like when you look at what Hulk Hogan was doing in the ring, his whole hulking up process, him almost being the underdog against these absolute giants, you know, but always sort of coming through, having these principles, you know, that he he sort of would would preach, say your prayers, uh, take your vitamins, etc. And he would perform these superhuman feats, you know, which <laughs> you're right, in years to come, they they it has transcended in 20, 30 years since then. Hulk Hogan transcended himself in 20, 30 years later, in a, not in a good way. However, but if you look at what they were doing back then, you know, we make the comparison between, you know, with its acceptance or lack thereof within geek culture. But how is Hulk Hogan not Superman? Do you know what I mean? And in terms of it, it being deemed as a completely different thing, that's, uh, you know, where I kind of like, if you look at the, the heroes in each of their time periods, John Cena, um, and, and, you know, who, who would we cite in that category now? Roman Reigns, uh, Seth Rollins, etc. But they are presented as the superhero. The, the person that overcomes un, insurmountable odds. And it's sort of those superhero, those comic book tropes uh, and traits that are neglected, that are just aren't accepted as, as sort of, well, acceptable. <laughs> but, I, you know, the, 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 the parallels in those storytelling are 
are so strong. And I think that it's, again, it not being accepted is, is still surprising. True. Uh, and I also think, I mean, from a UK perspective, um, it's never, well, it, it's never really been on terrestrial TV. So it, it's only people who really have, you know, have had Sky and or subscribed to, to, you know, Sky Sports or other kind of channels to watch the, 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 the pay-per-view um, who, who really have had that much exposure. I think, you know, if you think of how many different, I know it's kind of hard to call uh, wrestling sport, you know, call it entertainment now, but I still right. think in the sport category, and every other sport is on is on TV, but you know on terrestrial mainstream TV. But you know, it, you know, I, I it, it's always been one of those things that maybe doesn't get enough uh, exposure in, in the mainstream, uh, at least in the UK. So I don't know. Maybe that's a slight mitigating factor is that 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 people haven't actually. Uh, seen a great deal of wrestling on TV because growing up, uh, if people are as old as me, which I'm afraid the three of us are, um, you know, you remember things like uh, the whole seaside wrestling industry with you know, <laughs> Giant Haystacks, Big Daddy, Kendo Nagasaki, and that used to be on. You know, that that was a mainstream every every kind of Saturday evening. You world, know, that world of sport ITV baby. Yeah, <laughs> and that all stopped. Um, and I know there's been a few uh, uh, kind of UK wrestling promotions and bits and pieces where they, they've tried to, to, to bring it back, but none, none of it's stuck. And, you know, uh, it, it's never become a mainstream thing over here like it is in America and Canada and maybe other parts of the world. So, so maybe if we, if, if we grew up, um, outside of the UK, maybe this taboo or this, you know, this kind of lack of geek culture ex- uh, knowledge and being accepted, you know, maybe 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 it's a UK thing. Well, if I reckon, if you grew up in say, uh, if you actually, especially if you grew up in like a Mexico, it's that you know the whole luchador, the wrestling scene out there is huge and it's part of their way of life. Um, yeah. So the, yeah, you, you're right. There are certain parts of the world where you know you wouldn't have that problem at all, and Canada and, as well. Actually, Canada's Canada. got a really strong wrestling heritage, professional wrestling heritage as well. So yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree, and I think you know uh, Japan as well, yeah. and probably I don't know. I feel I don't know if you guys agree, but I feel like in the last sort of five years, the wow probably longer than that but yeah mainly in the last sort of five or six years the the uk wrestling scene has grown yeah uh massively yeah. um but it, it still feels like you know uk wrestling is a a very kind of localized thing that that may involve a thousand people max if you're lucky yeah. Yeah, it's true. still not gonna sell out um you know the, the the bigger gig venues, um, you know, like mm. like like Wembley Arena or something like that, yeah. um, and that's that's the disparity. That's that's the kind of gap. Um, you know, uh, WWE with uh, NXT UK, 
they they've tried to kind of bring that more to to the forefront um mainly for other kind of reasons i think to be honest but um yeah it, it's still not quite a mainstream thing over here um even though we've had many uh, uk wrestlers um across the more you know successful promotions hmm. um yeah i think you're yeah. right there's there's always been like a kind of I say underground, but a, a small scene kind of bubbling away in the UK, but nothing anywhere near as big as what's going on in, like you say, in the US or or Canada or something along those lines. No, and it, it's weird because obviously that that they come over here and they will sell out stadiums, yeah. yeah. Um, but with that product, with the, the product that you know lives and breathes in Japan, America, or. Mm. Um, yeah, Mexico, other promotions. I, I have I have a question. I was thinking of whether it's it's a completely unfair question. I don't have an answer for it. But do you think uh, wrestling could do anything? We could focus on WWE, I guess, as it's our primary um, uh, source of wrestling. But do you think wrestling could do anything to engage people that would initially turn their noses up at it? Ah, that's a really interesting question, actually. Um, because... Uh, it got me thinking, oh, well, I've been thinking about this recently, because for anyone who doesn't know, who doesn't follow wrestling, um, obviously their viewing figures and all the rest of it are at an all-time low at the moment. So people aren't tuning into the current products for what for whatever many reasons. Um, and so I guess... The only thing that I could... And I was trying to think back to what was it that made it so popular in the 90s and 2000s. And the first thing that obviously sprung to mind was a gentleman called Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, And not just Stone Cold Steve Austin, but you also had The Rock and Vincent Mann was a big character and and all of those things. And I think the, the biggest thing about that Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon characters is that at the time they seemed to resonate with people of a certain age in terms of the characters that they were playing. So Stone Cold was, you know, that kind of common man guy who was fighting against his boss, who hated his boss and would always try always stand up to him. And Vince was the evil boss. And so a lot of people resonated with that. Um, I, the problem is I don't know, I don't quite know that I think that was a very kind of perfect storm type scenario, and I don't know if they could not necessarily recreate that, but you know what what would be the things that people really kind of identify with now to not just keep the hardcore fans who are still watching engaged, but for someone who's walking past the TV set or live with someone, what you want is someone who has a flatmate or a workmate that watches wrestling to kind of get them into it somehow by telling them about a storyline or for them to see something that they see that, that they see is interesting or even just to read about something on a, on a random TV on a random website that sounds interesting that draws them in. But I don't know what they could do to get a wider or someone who has no interest in wrestling. What, that hook could be. I mean, mm. I, I genuinely don't, and I think that's. I think that's what they're struggling with at the moment. They don't seem to have that person or that story or that character that 
would be a that resonates with you know a certain demographic whether that's well you probably want to skew skew towards a kind of early 20s to or the late sorry late teens to late 20s that sort of demographic i don't I, i've no idea what the kids are into these days basically is what yeah, i'm trying I think to say with, i think with wrestling fans in in general we're all in one collective giant bubble because we're put there by uh uh, mean jocks but I think yeah. w- within that giant bubble there's also lots of little bubbles and I think those bubbles are basically your ages so I think we as uh, uh, wrestling fans in our super early uh, 40s we want to see certain things but as a company they're saying you're saying that however the vast majority of our money is coming from kids do you know what I mean so mm. they want to tailor a product to that but we won't look at that as fans. It's like, well, we don't want to see that. So it's almost like I likened it to like yeah. the Jar Jar Binks effect. Whereas if yeah. we were fans in 30 oh. years ago, we'd be totally on board with Jar Jar Binks, but we weren't, we, no, we didn't watch Jar Jar Binks at that age. We watched it much older. And, but, but the, the problem, mm, go ahead. Sorry, go on. Finish, no, finish what you're saying. Yeah. But just to say that it's, it's kind of, sometimes they have to, they have a lot of people to target. And I think sometimes they'll mostly yeah. try and consider us uh, this the art this our age group of fan sort of predominantly bell to bell, but everything before mm. and after that bell is aimed at the younguns. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's it's difficult. Yeah. I can totally appreciate you do have a lot of demographics to try and hit, but I suppose mm. for us, you know, it's we. I think every group thinks they know it best. This is what you should do. Yeah. This is what the product should be, and it's 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 yeah. very difficult. I was just to say, I think I think the problem is um, coming back to what TJ was saying. We don't have uh, that kind of authority figure to rail against anymore uh, in WWE. Like they, they've done the kind of uh, you know the, the 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 business versus you know what the what what sells versus what the fans want, and and, and the, the, that kind of antagonistic um, relationship between. Um, the you know the 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 fans and the people that run WWE they they've done that to death they've been doing it for like twenty years um, and I think um, we're kind of probably in an era that that's moving away from that character led um, angst and antagonistic relationships we probably want more or or maybe us and generations slightly below us just want you know two guys or, or women or, or tag teams that are just vying for who's better than the other hmm. and, and how can they they win people over and prove, you know, what do they have to do to, to kind of prove that someone is the best at what they what they do? Hmm. And I think but if we if we and if if we were coming back to WWE, then and I'm gonna end on this note for myself anyway, not because uh, we need to wrap up, but I kind of feel like that they need to they need to make uh, bring back Stone Cold or The Rock or another kind of similar popular figure and make them run for president in, in America because <laughs> I feel like 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 actually some kind of um, figurehead um, almost like a million dollar man figure because let's face it that's closer to Trump than anything, but. <laughs> Having that kind of populist, almost slightly, 
I don't want to say this, but you know, right wing uh, uh, character. Uh, obviously, it would never happen in WWE because uh, everybody Vince, got Vince McMahon. Uh, what's that? <laughs> they've already got they've already got Vince McMahon. So that well, they've already got Vince McMahon and, and that character kind of. I mean, wow! Let's make Vince McMahon run for president. Let, let's do it. Oh, but I wouldn't say that he'll do um, it now. No, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, maybe because a lot of the company uh, are, are pretty Trump supporting, uh, you know, guys, maybe that's not, that's too close to reality, but yeah, for, for, for me, I, I just genuinely hope that that storytelling, you know, melodrama has, is slightly easing off now and we were getting away from that, but yeah, TG, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the lack of that and lack of having, you know, uh, really good uh, villains that you can you can actually um, rebel against. Maybe that's what what the the whole of WWE is lacking at the moment. Yeah, I think maybe they're just a little bit stuck in the old storytelling tropes, and they're, they're really struggling. Oh, although, sorry to go go back a couple of steps to your what you mentioned earlier, Imran, in terms of who they're trying to service, uh, in terms of trying to cater for young people mm. and cater to older people. Their highest viewing demographic actually is uh, over over 50s. Really? Is it? It is indeed. Wow. Yep. wow. The biggest viewing demographic on, the, on their weekly shows is over, over 50s. Sorry, to, uh, well, what, I, are they the people that attend shows? So, like, who are the people uh, that, like, what demographic is actually attending a show and purchasing the mem- so, uh, the uh, yeah. merch so and stuff demogra- like that? Yeah, the, the demographic attending shows is parents and, and kids. Mm. So, they're the people that actually, you know, buying tickets. But the um, but the largest portion of the audience is over, over 50s. And like you say, the problem is that they, the in trying to think about the future they've also got to think about, okay, what are the kids going to buy? What What's going to keep, you know, what's going to get the younger fans in that, that we can turn it into those uh, lifelong fans. So yeah, they're trying to fill, they're trying to tick a, a lot of different boxes all at the same time and kind of missing the mark on quite a few things. So, so it's not, there's no easy solution. I think we've gone off on a bit of a tangent here as well, by the way, <laughs> but yeah. We, we have, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I I agree in, in principle that um, that there there must be a, a way of appealing to those people who are maybe maybe open to the idea of watching wrestling, but don't don't see the the same hooks because so many people I, I talk to they remember it from the nineties, but they that they find it very humorous uh, that that I'm still watching it, um, you know, in 2019. <laughs> I had a funny moment at work the other day where I was uh, facilitating a workshop and there was like 40 people like all milling about doing stuff. And out of, randomly out of the blue, I heard, I heard someone say, it was me all. It was me all along, Austin. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Who said that? And then I recognised the guy's voice, and then I was like, "Was that a WWE WWE reference?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, been a lifelong fan, all like been a fan forever." So I was like, "Ah, oh, okay." So now I've got someone at work who's a WWE fan. <laughs> <laughs> what a geek! 
<laughs> I, I say that I, I can't tell you how happy I was when uh, when I found out when I found out he was interesting and it wasn't just like a random line that he had from somewhere. <laughs> so just uh, expose myself as a WWE fan. But was yeah, there any chance the guy he was talking to was actually called Austin? Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "No, I've never heard of it. This, this is Austin." Yeah, here. Talking like, about, oh, right. talking about me. <laughs> well, um, I think that just about wraps up for this episode. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in and listening, and hopefully, um, you'll hear from us soon. Bye, bye. <laughs> hey, man, you really hate saying goodbye. I know it just it doesn't seem like a natural thing, like. Um, it's just like say bye, like bye. This, this is now. This is now turned out to be the longest goodbye you've ever. Seen. I know. Hey <laughs> man, and the long goodbye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Say goodbye, man. Goodbye, Imre. start begging for some mercy right now because you ain't got what it takes to stay in the ring with Stone Cold Steve Austin from bell to bell. like Stone Cold because people like you make me sick. And that's the bottom line, cause Stone Cold said so.